This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Welcome to the best of the run over Joel and Fletch. Plenty to talk about after the weekend. We spoke about sneezing. No idea how that uh, got involved. There was a horse called Mick a Summers. tissue running. Um, who? It was Mick Summers. Mick Summers. Yeah, because he sneezed a lot. And when that's, he sneezed, that's right. he just kept going. And then we just took loud sneezes. Yeah, and we spoke about uh, fake IDs as well. Hey, boys, uh, any luck in the Golden Eagle? Uh, well, Brooksy and I sort of, didn't we? The eagle. With, yeah, we yeah, did. Because oh, we took a quaddie. Yeah. So I played on Friday. You played? Golf. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With Brooks. Oh. I brought him down to Wallara, and he's he's very stubborn. Yeah. So he wasn't what, hit. What, what, needed a golf game to work that out? Well, just. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even my partner. Yeah. Oh, yes, he was. Yeah, Sorry, he was my partner. partner. Come we're on. playing for a $50 multi. Yep. He, had, he got the, the driver out. And there's an o- there's the o- w- w- down at Wallara. If you go on the oval, you're gone. Local knowledge. Yeah, I said, Brooksy, just use your irons because you're hitting your irons good. He wouldn't have a no, bar of it. No. Just w- what was it, Brooks, that made you just continually use your driver? Well, I was thinking that was the fifth hole, wasn't it? Mm. I thought if I can nail this down the sixth. fairway, sixth, we come home strong, and we win. So were you, mm. you're not teammates though. Yeah, we, yeah, were, we were. Oh, you we were, were teammates. We were up two. We were playing for a hundred dollar multi. Ah. Oh. Against the yeah. – uh, who was playing? The great Matt Horn? Yes. Oh, and GW. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a $100 multi mm. going on for the quaddy, And Brooks was terrible. Like, I'm, I'm going to be yeah. honest here. Yeah. You are bad. Remember the fifth where it was just watching Kevin Costner and Tin Cup on oh. that 18th just asking for another ball? It's Brett Ogle. And just kept hitting it into the water. Brett Ogle. <laughs> Jean <Harry> Vanderbilt. <laughs> but just he on that, it. so and I'm sure our listeners can help us out. Growing up – my brother, Rick, who listens to the program. Richie, good to have your company. He was 14 months, or is 14 months my junior. And growing up, if you told him not to do something, yes. he almost had to do it. Yeah, there's a lot of kids like that. Yeah. So is that is there a... Correlation? No, is there a name for that? For that, people who do that. Derek's? So you're better off telling, <laughs> you're better off telling them to do what you... Or to not do what you want them to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, so I, just, I just said... I, I just try to explain oh, it. Yeah. But I was doing Dale Carnegie. Yes. Because then he get his iron out and went, Brooksy, what a shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you hit your three iron, Will. That's right. And then the next hole, he brought out the oh. big fella. But to his credit, he went pa, pa, bogey. Yeah. And we got the cash. Is there a minimum shot you have to contribute to the to the 18? No. Okay. No, 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 no. It's just, it's best, two ball, best ball. But it's the, it's the multi. It's not so much the money. You just don't want to keep forking it out. Of course. What about my Saturday, boys? So Clayton from Bremer, who listens to the program, thanks for your company. <laughs> he had a box here at the Golden Eagle. Mm. Oh, hang on. Protest. Oh, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Hold all tickets. Uh, protest. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I forgot that you were going there. Yeah. Hi, Joel and Fletch. Fletch, I have an early A grade. It's your colleague who was meant to meet me at Rose Hill on Saturday with my caps. Cheers, NTG. Yeah, that's not good. Okay, I defer that. I defer that A grade. And, and you're right. No, no, I'm going to sort this out now. Yeah. NTG, text me, please. Or, yeah, come on the board here at your address. Yeah. And I'll get on it tomorrow. Okay, so what am I supposed to do? Like, just to turn up to the track. I had no counsel or advice from the stubborn one. 
He didn't tell. He didn't tell me any details. Sugar, unfortunately, the yeah. ball is fairly in yeah. your court. Yeah, because Saturday. you big noted. Yep, and you said I'm going. I'm going out there. I'll grab the four hats. Yeah, you should have done your due diligence. But I said, the, I said the diligence of the due to variety. Jew. I said, I Jew. said, I said due diligence. I said, I'll take the caps. Yes. Tell me where do I meet? NTG. The Gary of the No Tongue. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should. Where are the caps? Well, there was no tongue for someone else. He gave me nothing. Yeah. Boys, oh. you've got to keep on top of this. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, no tongue, Gary. But no, we'll, we'll sort these out. We will sort it out. Um, so Clayton from Bremer, mm. who invites me to his box at the Golden Eagles. Thank you very much, Clayton. What a great day that was. And he's there with Paddy and he's there with uh, Phil from Menai and Margaret, his mother who loves the show. And uh, Tim, young Timmy, he said, oh, oh, I love Fletch and I love... The captain, he said, but, oh, the tourist gets me. So, <laughs> there we go. so he loved you. He loved you. Um, he was cranky that we've dropped off on the – he said, I listen to the podcast. So I can't listen live. He said, you got to go back to doing the random question with a random answer. I said, oh, well, mate, we'll do that for sure. We'll do that today. Um, but Clayton from Bremer, who assumed the captainship, he said, right, hey, guys, 20 bucks each. Pick a number. If we duplicate, we'll cross it out and we'll pick a quaddy. So we jagged the early quaddy. Mm. And we turned that into maybe 1500 bucks. There's about eight of us or something like that. And then he says, okay, uh, all aboard, we're going back. Eight couples, I mean. All aboard, we're going back in. So it's all going on the late quaddy. Yeah. So we find ourselves in this situation where we're alive in the quaddy in Sydney and we've got all of the seven runners. The worst result, and we've got 25% or 30%, something like that. The worst result is 26000 for the favourite. And then you've got a number of them that are 150 180 yeah. grand, 200. I was, I was getting excited for you. I know. Oh, you texted through. I was texted through, did I? Yeah. And um, the bloody favourite bolts in. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Gift so, horse, mouth. Yeah, that's right. But I had a triple threat on Saturday because I backed the winner myself, Oban Buramai, the Japanese run. What a run that yeah, was. Yeah, that was. Not Bella, Bella Nipitina, what, what, that was. Private, I was home. I was I, in the queue. I stopped watching the race. Yeah. So I saw, so I stopped watching uh, Private, I was going to beat. Think about it. Yep. And I just sort of stopped watching. And then someone said, Bella Dipatina won. I went, what? It jumped from the clouds. Uh, Oban Buramai did the same thing. Well, we were on the quaddie too, uh, and we, we missed out because we had stroke of luck. What was the one that – oh, Tyler, Tyler, yeah, Schiller. Tyler Schiller. What was the, he on? The were you alive in the last? No. No. Uh, we, got, we got three of the four leagues. Ah, uh, bugger. Um, and then to cap off the triple threat, boys, I got home. I've got the yes. pizza. I saw it. And, and look, what it, here's an A grade for you. So Kobe's ordering the pizza for me. She said, what kind of crust do you want? I said, low carb. <laughs> so I've got the low carb crust. I've got the supreme pizza. And then I've got Boschiala. the Boschiala. Just sandwich that bad boy. Did, you didn't get the... the um, no. Garlic I, prawns? Okay, I'm allergic to prawns. Okay, we're just asking to make the garlic sauce. And do the dip with the garlic sauce. Oh, you got to dip. you got to roll it up. Oh, okay. Sugar, they're piling in. Yeah. This is a bit like Tiger Woods okay. when uh, it all broke. <laughs> okay. About when he was knocking around the pool no, on Jorno stuff. That's fine. <laughs> uh, this one here, continuing the pile on Sugar. I'm still I'm still waiting on him going rogue with my Michael hat after MacGyver responded to my slide for Clive DM. Still love you, Sugar. That's from Ash. <laughs> hey, that's all on the captain here. That's his. Captain, you need to really. Was on private. Oh, yeah, Chase was on private. Hey, um, what's this one? Sugar, what about Daddy Gator? His tips are a license to print cash. Disappointing, Matt. What does that mean? Are we talking about 
uh, DG. Yeah, David Gailey. Tottenham fans need to forget all about Robbie Williams and froth over some divinals. We don't want anybody else. When we think about Postacoglu, we touch ourselves. That's good. I'd, instead of... We don't want anybody else. When, when I think about, post, about Postacoglu, mm. we touch ourselves. <laughs> Sorry, when we think about... Have you seen that? It might, <laughs> it might be a little bit old, but I, I saw it over the weekend, an Everton fan walking out. They were playing... It must have been old footage. He's walking out, Everton, picks his nose oh, and then wipes it on the lady's yes, hair. Yes, that's She's, old. Is it old? Yeah, definitely oh. old. It's crook. There are people, and you see this often, who say you're walking down Pitt Street or Sydney, and they'll just overtly pick and couldn't give a rat's about anyone seeing him do it. Picking. Just picking the, um, I suppose. Yeah, what about when you're in your car? Are you allowed to do it? I reckon that's the most prolific picking area in yeah, a car. Yeah. Well, I tell you what I get in trouble for, mm. for my kids, mm. is blowing my nose once, Yep. right? But then just when I'm out in the street, I, it must be just habit. You know, I just go, <laughs> oh, you, know, the, you know, the bush, bush tank. tank. Yeah. yeah. I just do that. I think it's normal. Yeah. And my kids go, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. But is it just because I'm a grub? It's like, <laughs> it's like your movie with Bill Burr. I think that's an older generation thing that's just mm. like, oh, this is fine, isn't it? But. The next gen's like, no, you can't be doing that, Dad. What about, um, just speaking about youngsters, so my daughter had her first ever race day and she's on a bus from Cronulla to Rose Hill. It's quite the journey. And and later in the day, so she's having a winning day and and I've never been texted so much from our eldest daughter than this particular day. Righto, Dad, what's next? And they're winning. I said, darling, they're not all going to win, so just get that condition. But she comes out with a win. But to start the day, a mate of hers who I won't name, (laughs) he turns up, he's not 18. Charlie? No, whereas most of the 85%, no, not Charlie. (laughs) No, not Charlie. So when they turn up, 85% or 90% of the bus, uh, and they've driven an hour or so to get there, they're all of age, right, except for the 10 or 15% who aren't. And the young bloke who, who I'm talking about now lobs up to the races. You don't need ID to get into the races, do you? no. You can be of any age. Correct. So he charges it to the gate and just goes, bang, with the fake ID. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, A, the person's shocked, like, why are you giving me ID? But now that you are, I'll investigate it. Oh, no. He's been bezzled. He's gone all the way out, dressed, suited and booted, all the way from Granola to Rose Hill Gardens. And it doesn't need – it's the biggest own goal of the day. Does not need to even show his ID. No. You're in the races, champ. In go the other oh. gate, though, surely. Well, he may or may not have um... – Yeah, would the day confiscate? No. No, okay. No. Because no, you only no. need it for the for the bar. That's right. And the bang. And the punting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's how that played out. Uh, how was the weekend for you, tourist? Yeah, good. Very quiet. Yep. Missus wasn't too well, so we had a very quiet, very calm weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, had a good weekend. Made nachos last night for dinner. Yep. Hence the avocados. A lot of oh, avocados. Really? My house. You don't have them in Scotland? No, we do. But I just had where a lot. Would they, where would they import them from? Uh, America, maybe? I, oh, I reckon Spain. Spain, yeah. yeah. Sure, like Mallorca. Yeah. Shagaloof. Yeah. Uh, ben, as <laughs> text through, I don't mind the old snot rocket fletch beats a filthy, dirty <laughs> hanky. By the way, does anyone under the age of 75 own a hanky? No. Hankies yeah, are good. How villa they when you think about it? Hankies? Yeah. Like the Bushman's Hankies, far better 
than do it. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. What about the old stuff it up your sleeve? Oh, <laughs> remember that, Rod? That's right. <laughs> At school, you just throw it yeah. under. Your, yeah, that's right. Mate, we had a guy called Mick Summers who mm. would sneeze, like when he sneezed. sneeze me. When he <laughs> when he sneezed, he'd sneeze like I'm not joking, forty times. <laughs> oh. Is that a condition, Doctor Mark? Call in, Dr. Mark. Yeah. He just kept going. I thought he was bunging it on. Isn't a sneeze the equivalent of one-eighth of a... Um, Orgas. Orgasm. Oh, yeah. What yeah, about so those... He must be... <laughs> and what about... First time I've ever... Because growing up, everyone in my um, family was loud sneezers. You know, ah, chew. And then I came across the first... You know those little people go... <laughs> oh, the holders. <laughs> yeah. you... they, they, they were spinning me out. The, the first... holders. No, they go... <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're Jason holders. They're not letting it out. Yeah. There's some people who overreact. Yeah. Like, not necessary. Like, ah. But the Jason holders nearly blow their eyeballs in. No, the holders, <laughs> it's, they're not holding it. No. It's, the Frankie J's, they're, they're, just, <laughs> they're just going, it's, they're not holding sugar. Are they? No. Michael. It's just, it's just little, no, Michael. And I'm, the first time I heard them, I thought, you're Jane up here. Because they get the big builder. Uh, uh, uh. It's such an anti-climax. If you're one of those ranks uh, oh, sneezes. They're not getting one-eighth of one, are they? No. No, 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 no. Jason's. And you know it's impossible. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Brian, we spoke to who? Well, we spoke to, I could have sworn, if it was me, I was speaking to Samantha Fox because I got hot and bothered under the collar thinking about talking to Samantha Fox, but it was Glenn Boss and Sugar. I've never seen you so animated, uh-huh. so excited. Yep. You were just like a school kid. Yep. Here God, it, is. it was good to watch. Okay, so we're at Ramwick Racecourse. Myself and half the London Broncos team have come out. I've been waxing lyrically about how good the Melbourne Cup is. and I've done all my work. I always do way too much work. I'm very unproductive for everything else in my life at the time. And I land on the horse. I'm going to back this horse called Maccabi Diva. So I go to Warren Woodcock, who's at the stand there at Ramwick, and I've told all the London Broncos, this is the horse we need to be on. And I was tossing up between that and another runner. I go to the stand, and it's paying $9.50 for one of my biggest bets I've ever done. I'm so confident. How much you put on? And just as I do that. How much? I can't tell. And just <laughs> as I do that, so I put the bet on, and I walk away in the corner of my eye, it goes from nine fifty to $10 on the drift. And the other one that I liked goes from $10 into $9.50. So I go back to Warren. I said, mate, do you mind if I change my bet? Oh. He said, no problem. So I changed to this horse called Pentastic, right? There's 200 metres to go. I've, I've got it each way. Pentastic's going to run a drum. And then all the boys, I never get to see the end of the race, all the boys climb above me because Maccabi Divas won the Melbourne <laughs> Cup, right? And I look up. I know I'm going to get third. And then this horse, Jardine's lookout, jumps from the clouds, blouses me. And to this day, I've never told the boys I wasn't on Maccabi Diva. But the worst part about that, Brian... <laughs> I could never then go on Maccabi Diva ever again, where I would have stayed with it the whole time. And the guy who was literally on Maccabi Diva that particular day and, and onwards to 2004 and 2005, the great champion jockey, Glenn Boss, who joins the run home with Joel and Fletch. G'day, Bossy. Oh, my God, lads. Talk about sliding to his moment. I read, I wrote Pentastic the year before when he ran behind media puzzle, so there you go. I was so sad, but I had to pretend to be happy for everyone that afternoon. Take us back to 2003, and you didn't always have the ride. I think guys like Stephen Arnold and so forth were riding the horse. How did you get that first ride on Maccabi Diva prior to the Cup, Glenn Boss? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, well, she'd been ridden by uh, Luke Curry um, previously, who won the Queen Elizabeth one of the year before, in the in the year before. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I done a lot of riding for um, David Hall. Um, I'd won a derby for him and done a lot of riding for him. And she only had 51 kilos in that cup that year. So, you know, there weren't a lot of guys at that level that could ride those weights. So, um, you know. Um, yeah, so they, I, I had an association with Tony Santic, and then uh, all of a sudden, that's where the partnership started. Tony Santic, who you mentioned, he's a tuna farmer from South Australia, and the name Maccabi Diva, which I thought's brilliant, he took the two letters of the five ladies who worked for him, the first two letters of Maureen, Kylie, Belinda, yep. Diane, and Vanessa, and that's how... Maccabi Diva, oh. the name came. Did, did they have a share in the in the horse as well? Oh, I don't know. Did they, Bossy? No, they didn't. They just uh. shared, they just shared their name. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> That's fair enough. It was, uh, yeah, but it's you know they're part of the history and part of the story as well. It's incredible. Hey, Bossy, how you going? So you're you're out of re- in retirement now. Some rugby league players when they retire, they sort of miss the, you know, miss the big games or the Origin games and 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 that final series. What about for you, mate? A day like tomorrow is it something that you wish you could get out there and ride? Oh, you wish you could do it forever. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> father time catches up with you and you can't do it. But um, no, I mean, you know, I've got the second best seat in the house tomorrow. I'll be in, I'll be able to go in and out and see the boys and see how they're going, but I'll be watching, uh, commentating on Channel 10 and, you know, hopefully relaying all the action and telling stories and um, yeah, but yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's only not that long ago since I retired and I'm, I'm still fit as a fiddle and could probably ride. Um, but yeah, there's a part of me definitely, guys, that I wish I was out there still competing, but it's um, just not possible now. I'll tell you um, uh, one other quick story. First day at the West Tigers, Brian, this is 1999 now. Uh, might have been 98, actually, ahead of the 99 season. And I've told all the boys, we're on this horse, Champagne. And it's going to win the Melbourne Cup, and it takes the lead, and it's going to win it. It over overtakes uh, Chrissy Munson, Jezebel, and then Jezebel comes. Remember that one, Bossy? Oh, tell me about it. Oh. Uh, that one hurt. Um, yeah, she actually, unfortunately, she started short and stride with me with about sort of fifty or sixty to go, and Jezebel just kept coming one pace, and unfortunately, she went wrong with me, um, Champagne, and. Um, had to be retired after that race, but oh my god, that one hurt, boys! I tell you, that I, that took me months to get over that one. <laughs> Let's get back to Maccabi Diva. Happier times. What was your two questions in one? What was your best ride of the three Cup wins, and which one was you were you most confident about? Ah, number three. Simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The third, the third one. Like I, I had to go out there and kind of be pretty well inch perfect with her that day because I mean she was flying. She came off the back of winning the Cox Plate and smashing them and. Um, and she was airborne at the time, but I just, you know, with 58 and a half, you just, I had to be pretty precise what I had to do with her. And my my real, I had I kind of break the race end in the third. My my first job was to get to the winning post first time in a good spot, um, and I found myself on the fence by the time I got there. That was pretty cool. Um, then the next part of the race, you'd feel the race and feel the tempo and just really have your horse relaxed as possible and, and yourself. You have your heart rate as low as possible and just cruise along and then. Then the race starts again at the thousand metre mark, and then then my job is then not to disappoint the animal, just make sure the athlete underneath me gives. I give her every opportunity to do what she does really well, and um, yeah, God, she never let me down that day. Um, she was 
with me every step of the way and, and just was just waiting for me to just ask the question. When I did, it was it was just precise and, you know, God, she was good that day. It was it was her softest win of her whole career, to be honest, mm. very honest. Um, but just, you know, you just look back and that time there and just think, wow, it all just went perfect for me that day. And, but you needed a partner in crime to be just as perfect, you know, and, and that's what the mayor was. She was just a supreme athlete and um, she knew her job as much as I knew my job. And it was just when you marry those two things up together, that's what you get is a, an amazing victory. Two supreme athletes at the absolute top of their game combined for this where the whole country gets to witness exactly this. Back behind those horses now as they come down the straight was Vinnie Rowe and back behind them here's McKayvey Diva and Nation roars for a hero. She's starting to wind up. 300 left to go now. McKayvey Diva's racing up. Envoy's trying to go with her. They've got to Portland Singer and Lachlan River. Here comes like a Falcon and excellent. But McKayvey Diva clear with 100 metres to go. Excellent runs to second. Olajun runs on. But a champion becomes a legend. McKayvey Diva has won it. From Ida Rodazun, excellent. Champion horse, champion jockey, champion trainers involved in Maccabi Diva, but of course a champion call by one of my favourites, Greg Miles, who who made that moment for you, Glenn Boss, down the track so special, didn't he? Oh, Gregory Miles, what can I say? Take my hat off to the man. He, you know, I've spoken to Greg and he just thinks it's one of his finest moments, you know, and yeah, from... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When you look back at it, she's got so many great things happened at that moment. You know, she was great, and I, I was seeing it so well at the time. I had so much confidence in what she could do and what I could do. And, you know, Lee had her absolutely primed. You know, amazing training performance from Lee and, he, and he, all of his staff. And then you cap it off, and you had that incredible call from Greg. Um, this makes your hair stand up on your, in the back of your neck, the way that it, it all, all the things just lined up. It was just pure, perfect. That's all I can. I don't know how sometimes to describe it, but it was just pure. Hey, boss, I got to interrupt here because Sugar will speak to you all <laughs> afternoon. So and I want to get your thoughts on tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you Let's this. Talk actually. about rules and stuff. I want to no, ask. They, they read, read the top text oh, yeah, yeah. to so, Bossy. So, okay, one of the. One of the listeners has called in and said, is Joel's clothes on or what? Toey on the cup. His nipples must be hard. So oh, I've got to right. interrupt. Glenn, uh, what's your thoughts on tomorrow? Actually, before we get into that, I want to ask you about Mark Zara jumping off gold trip. What did you make of that? No, it was the right decision, I believe. Yep. I mean, I had a bit to do with that. I think, we, we, I think we've got it right. Um, you know, tomorrow might prove different, but... He was unbelievable in that Caulfield Cup. Second up, running through the line, gets to 56 and a half. Only got one kilo for winning. Mm. Um, he loves a firm deck. So he's probably going to get that tomorrow. Gold trip, he's gone up in weight, obviously, but this race is length better than last year. Um, so, yeah, they all say that he's better than last year, but he has to be a lot better than last year to win this year. So I'm pretty sure that Mark's going the right way, but uh, they've all got to try and beat this horse from Europe. Um, Willie Mullins' his horse, Bo Dan, and um, I just spent the last sort of three quarters now going through the race with Zach on Absurd. Mate, boys, the money that's come for this horse is Absurd. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's 25s into like 10. So, wow. Um, a lot of smart people must think he's going to win. Um, and talking to Zach and went through the race, and we had a good game plan. And I think if he can execute it, he probably might have gotten victory. 
that's uh, so he won the Ebor Brian, and if you transport that time yep. to 3200, and the weight absurd carried that day, and it was challenged down the straight, it, it's right in this with about 53 yep. kilos, isn't it, Bossy? Yeah, he, he, he was he ran, got beaten seven lengths behind the van, but like was given no hope in that race. He was out the back pulling, and was pretty bloody good actually. And then given a really good ride in the Ebor by Frankie, he comes out and smashes them. I mean, not smashed them, but yes, it was proper race. Uh, with 60 kilos and then dropped to 53. He's a really good stable this bike. And Willie Mullins is an absolute genius, I promise you. Absolute genius. Welcome back to the best of the run over, Joel and Fletch. If you enjoyed the Glen Boss chat, of course, you can catch up on that on YouTube. So just subscribe to the run home with Joel and Fletch. All those plenty of videos there for you. But we also caught up with the two fellas who weren't so punctual, Sats and the Woogie. Um, because the boys are on the line. Uh, Jason and Matthews and Satsall, thanks to Best Sheds. Best Sheds Australian Sheds at the lowest prices. An hour and 11, the difference now for daylight savings. Hello, boys. <laughs> oh, good gear. Explain more. Why is that? Because yeah. we're late. 11 minutes late, mate. Yeah, oh, okay. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. What, what yeah, were you doing, boys? Yeah. Well, oh, we're creating great gear for the show. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what we do. We deliver Comedy gear. Gold. What, yeah. what, what, tell us, we'll be the judge of that. What were you doing? Actually, we'll... Um, Interviewing yeah. Kieran McAvoy. Yep. Oh, okay. It's not you just had Bossy on, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. just one up, you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we spoke about it earlier on the show, and... Um, well, we what, haven't been on it. What show? What are you speaking about? We're talking about it We are going to be talking about it early on in our show. okay. What about the return of Gladiators in January? Don't like it? Like it? Don't like it? Because sometimes you've got to leave things alone. Yeah. Shandor Earls, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Saturday night, Saturday, what's the one? Sparkles is in it too, isn't he? He's a ref. Nah, they're pushing the pass. Daryl Summers came back with... Um, yeah, horrible. Uh, they came. They also came back Channel 10 years ago with the... Uh, what was the talent time? Young, Young talent, talent time. Young talent time didn't yeah. work. They came back with mm. perfect match. Yeah. It's not going to you, know you know it should come back, though. It's a knockout. Nothing better than seeing people hit each other with greasy poles yep. on a slot on a greasy yeah. pole, and you yeah. got to and you got to drop acid too before you do it. <laughs> what? That would be good. I was hoping Rat was on because I wanted to get his Melbourne no Cup tips. No, I've just texted him, and he's just text back what his tip is. Yeah, I want because I'm going to back the total opposite. Please, what's what's going on? Uh, he, so he is on Vauban. Oh, oh yes. good, good, good. Well, yeah, we want can't the favourite beaten. No. Yeah, can't mm. win. Can't win. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Woogie, I haven't spoken to you for a while. What's going on? Oh, not much. Fletch, you know, just working, behaving myself. Although, <sighs> had to have a funeral yesterday. Oh, that's not great. I, uh, a little baby lorikeet just oh. fell from the sky onto my back deck. And I took it everywhere. I took it to the, you know, the Animal Welfare League. They said, nah, it'll be all right. Anyway, I put it back in a tree and I woke up on Sunday morning. It was dead below said tree. So, mm. poor thing. It was a horrible weekend. Can you eat lorikeet? <laughs> no, but you know what my missus bought for lunch? What? A roast chook from Woolies. Mm. And I said, you can't do that. Sure it was? Well, yeah. Maybe. Cool story, Hansel. <laughs> Thanks, Olaf. <laughs> oh, come on. What's worse, that story or rat's cat story? Yeah, oh, the rat cat story. I still get to it. Embargo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Last, that was ranked too. Embargo. Woogie, I know you had nothing to do with it. What? Oh. That embargo rubbish that we had. Because I wanted to find out more. I wasn't going to – I know you had the um, – you were talking about – What are you talking about? Last week we were talking about – Rat and Eddie, Eddie Jones. Jones. Embargo. And, yeah, <laughs> your producer kept playing embargo and it was dog shit. I wasn't a fan. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm, uh, what's hey, going uh, on with you, boys? Hey, guys, um, A grades, and correct me if I'm right because I, uh, I, we've been doing 
uh, another show in the meantime and haven't been listening. But uh, has anyone has anyone nominated Christy and Brett from the the block last night? Oh, I watched it for the first time. Oh. So hang on, I'm not familiar with the names. Who mm. who who are they? So Christy and Brett were the ones that I think they end up getting about sixty five thousand dollars. They were the yeah. Okay, was it Lady in the Red? Yes, that's it. Yes, her. yeah, yeah. And they were blowing up at the auctioneer. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. And Australia. And Australia. Well, blowing up that he didn't do enough of a job. Well, they, they blow up that he said, uh, you know, we've quoted two high nines, uh, sorry, high twos, 2.9, and they're blowing up that he shouldn't have mentioned any price. But yeah. can, can I ask you this? The guy that was in there and, you know, the, the billionaire that bought mm. the three houses, mm-hmm. what was all that about? Like, why did he need to redeem himself from last year? I don't know. Oh, because it, they reckon he was like a stooge bidder. He was only in there to push the price up. Mm. Got you. And then he, what about when he's bidding against himself? Oh, that's, I know. That's nuts. 200 grand. So I wonder where the personalities play a role in it. Because Definitely. the first one, Stefan Gian, they got 1.6 million. And at the end, when they interviewed him, he said, oh, they're just really good people. They, yeah. yeah. So I don't know whether personalities played a role as well. Which what a type. Is mm. Dave Hughes a tight ass? Did he ever? Did he bid it? Well, he bid. He bid last year. He didn't this. He didn't this year. But he bought a house about three years ago and got in trouble off the misses. Did he? Yeah. Oh, without consulting. Yeah, him. yeah. Oh, but wow. what was he doing there? Mm. You know, on those uh, reality TV shows. So my sister has just been accepted to be on. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Not on the show itself, but they they select a crew to go and basically run the show beforehand. Yep. Oh. So she's a. Pretend celebrity, which oh, really? they'll do the whole show with people doing the same thing, and then they get the celebrities in to do exactly what they've already done. Oh, okay. So yeah. she's it, like, uh, it's like a trial run. Like a trial run. Okay. Yeah. Is there if there's one, if you get a choice of any one of them, any of the reality shows around the world, which one? Um, Survivor. No, I don't want to do Survivor. Rat did that. Yeah, that's too hard. He's actually just changed his trip. He just changed his tip to gold trip. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm off that now. Yeah. So, um, Gogglebox. Gogglebox. You'd be awesome on Below Deck. Oh, yes. Below Deck. deck. (laughs) Woogie, are you a fan of Below Deck as well? Oh, mate, I froth it. It's the worst show. It's the best. Hey, Scott, sit down. That's random. (laughs) Scott, I want to talk to Woogie about this. Woogie, are you watching the current version? Is that the Mediterranean new Mediterranean yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've only watched the first episode. Oh, there's going to be some porking in that jacuzzi. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I cannot wait. It's, I, I reckon this will be the first orgy. Okay, so the <laughs> listeners have got no idea what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, but, but not with the captain, though, I hope. No, 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 no. Sandy, Sandy will stay away. It's below oh, deck. It's t- they, they go around the world in these super yachts, and yeah. it's just about the trials and tribulations of the staff. So how many mm. st- staff would be on any boat at one oh, time? Well, this one's a big boat, so there's like eight. Right. But they get full of the pen and ink yeah. and they come back and they always have a party on the boat Yes, after yeah. they come back in the jacuzzi and they're getting around scantily clad men and women <laughs> and I just I just fast forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> How good is it, Woogie? Oh, uh, yeah, I do watch the storyline a bit though, no, Lech, but mate, oh. if you're ugly, you're no chance to get on that show. No, no. Hey, Woogie, I told the story last week speaking about that pervertedness. Um, I'm on the plane and I'm watching a... What's the lady's name that I was saying, Brian? The Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, J-Law. And, and there's a scene in like late in the show where she gets a whole kid off. Yeah. And the guy next to me is not even watching a show at the time. And five <laughs> minutes later, I, I sort of look up 
and he was sort of peering onto my screen at the time <laughs> when she when she's in the birthday suit. And yeah. then five minutes later, he's watching the same show. And he's already about five minutes away from that scene. So he's fast forward <laughs> to catch that. Did he take off quickly afterwards? <laughs> no. yeah. Did you pillow make eye contact? Pillow yeah. on his lap. He yeah. was excited with me with uh, Glenn Boss. That's what he was. But, uh, yeah, so what, what else is happening, gentlemen? What about I, the Kiwis? I know. Uh, Good. I, I tell you what, heartbroken as an Australian fan. But I've got to say, really, really admired the way they were able to turn around. I, yeah, you and I were messaging... Sugary, they really rope doped them from the week yep. before, didn't they? 100%. In Melbourne, didn't throw a lot at them just to nah. see what they were going to throw at them defensively and and adjusted. And your good mate Stevie Price, yep, gets success again. Tell you what, he's he's got a bit of a resume building, Brian. He was mm. he was uh, he was part of breaking the drought with the Dragons. Mm. Got the Sharks there first ever premiership as an assistant coach. Does he want a head coach coaching job? He, he could. Well, this is my view, and he would never say this, but if you're thirty. And one of the biggest clubs in the land, the Dragons at the time, give you the job. You can't be a worse coach 12, 15 years later. That's right. But has mm. he, does he? Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't really talk about it. Has he got a desire to, to do that again? Or is he just, know. you know, some coaches just happy just yeah. to be a, he might be free from desire. I don't know. Free from desire. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Uh, boys, <laughs> can I have your tip? He certainly could do it. Can I have your tip from both of you tomorrow, please? Uh, Solcom. Yeah. Was gold trip for me, but now that. Um, Rats on it. I'm getting off. I have to pick something else. Actually, we, we're going to chat to um, Kieran McAvoy. And he's – what's he right? – is that Ash Run? Ash, Ash, Ash Run. Ash Run. Yeah. Yes, he is. is that... So I might have, to, might have a look at that. that yep. That's definitely going to my trifectas. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll have to tune in, boys, because yeah. the Sugar Files – how many from how many? Oh, we'll, 25? We'll, we'll give you five. Well, 20 of the last 25 years, the Sugar Files, the criteria has got up. And the five times it didn't, mm-hmm. three times we ran second. Okay. So are you know. buying into Vauban or not? No. 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 And more so now that Rat mentioned it. But didn't <laughs> Boss – I heard Bossy on radio this morning say that that horse wins these sorts of races for fun. Yeah. He reckons there's a shoe in. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our show with Bossy. That's yeah. fine. Uh, he likes Absurd. Which is mm. being backed. We're going to catch up with Gareth More felons, boys. More yep. felons. Mm. Yep, Thank you very much. Well. Describes your show. Yes. Yep. Well, boys, um, if you want to catch up, we're going to be releasing tonight a dedicated yep. Melbourne Cup podcast. So, Lukey Murrell, who's won the Cup twice, Gareth Hall, Glenn Boss, mm-hmm. uh, Sean the Trader, the Sugar Files, it's all there. Wow. So. And sponsored by Love Honey. Yeah. <laughs> which I know Woogie's, <laughs> which we know Woogie just loves. No, Sats and I'll be watching My Mum, Your Dad. Oh, I no time show. for your podcast. Oh, that is the best show. I, can't oh, get I love that, that show. No, I can't get around that. Yeah. I'd, I'd, if, if you were a single dad or mum, I'd be wrapped for your kids if they could. Enough! 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 Boys, we've got to go. Best uh, <laughs> Sheds, 100% right owned and manufactured. Visit bestsheds.com.au. Oh, that was heavy. <laughs> Where did you get that from, Tourist? What is that? I don't know. Just I think Gibbo might have put it on my board at the weekend. But oh, what's that's, in that's relation to? Fingerprints that big time. screams Gibbo, that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. enough. Welcome back to the best of run home with Joel and Fletch. So much to talk about with the Melbourne Cup. Gareth Hall, who had been to the call of the card... Here he is to set up the great race. Gareth Hall, who is a tremendous broadcaster, he is there for SEN Track. He's across the call of the card, and he's joining the run home with Joel and Fletch ahead of the Melbourne Cup. Gareth, how are you, G? G'day, boys. Great to be on the show. Um, yeah, it's an exciting time, isn't it? We've got 
the Melbourne Cup just around the corner. They were throwing money around left, right and centre at the call of the card. Unfortunately, I couldn't really participate, but it was a lot of fun watching. What was what was the biggest bet, Gareth? Um, there was a few bets to win a million dollars with the favourite. Now, yeah. Robbie Waterhouse bet $5 and they were coming at him left, right and centre. It was a little bit confusing in the early part because everybody wanted to take that $5. Um but yeah, they, they the, the bookmakers had a had a crack. They took a few big bets, even in the early part of the call of the card. A horse like True Marvel, that's around two hundred and fifty to one. There were a couple of punters wanting to have four thousand on it to win a million dollars. So, yeah, there was a little bit of money that was invested today, and I think it's only going to get bigger tomorrow because there's a few of the punters just trying to work out what they do with his favourite here in Vauban because some say that he'll just turn up and win. Others say that he might be a little bit vulnerable because of the the surface there tomorrow because it's been hot and dry here in Melbourne over the last 24 hours and it looks like it's going to be a a hot day and dry day tomorrow. We had Glenn Boss on the program earlier, G, and uh, he was tipping absurd. And I I noticed this morning it was around $12, now $10 or thereabouts. So I assume that got a fair bit of attention. The stablemate of the favourite Vauban. Yeah, he was heavily supported um, today. They just came... Uh, they just came in a big way, Joel, because they all wanted to get on the. They bet $13 at the call of the card. He was 23 last night and he was quickly into uh, $11 and then $10. So a few of the bigger punters believe that um, that he's definitely worth a punt. He'll enjoy dry conditions and he's only just recently joined the stable of Willie Mullins. Mm. His first start was at Ascot behind Vauban and he was pretty good on that occasion. Um, when he finished second, and then he won the e-ball, which has always been a pretty handy form race for the Melbourne Cup, despite no horses winning out that race. Winning from that race has been some really good efforts um, from the e-ball. So he's a stable mate to the favourite, and he'll be on pace, and he's definitely worth a, an each-way hope. But I, talking to Willie Mullins, I think Vorman, Vorban is their number one seat, clearly still. What, what do you uh, like tomorrow, Gareth? I'm pretty, I'm pretty boring, Fletch. Yeah. I'm with Vorban. I okay. watched him work at track work last Tuesday and he worked like a beast. And he worked at Werribee the other day and he broke 11 seconds for a furlong, which is pretty quick for a stay especially. He's a jumps horse too. Like he was, a, he, he competed against some of the best jumpers in the world at Cheltenham and their jumps racing and their horses over in the UK and Ireland are, are bigger stars than their, their flat horses. And then he was like Willie Mullins and the owner put him away for about two years because they recognised that this is a horse that could definitely win the Melbourne Cup. And because it's a handicap, they decided to put him in cotton wool and they've produced him lately. Um, so he won that at Royal Ascot, that race. And then he won a pretty weak group three in, in Ireland at his last start. But they only did that. So the handicapper didn't really take too much notice of him. So he'll get him with 55 and a half. He gets the world's best jock. And I think he'll win. And I think the big danger is the Caulfield Cup champ without a fight. The gate hurts him a little bit, but I think he's an each way hope. Now, um, you know, the, the news that you can wear shorts. Um, yes. Can you wear shorts tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Oh, please don't, you know what? There no, please don't. No, there was one person I saw um, wearing shorts on Saturday, and it was a little bit disappointing. All this hoo-ha about it, that you have to wear shorts and to, to meet with what the – the younger generation wants to wear at the races. It just backfired a little bit because no one was, no one wanted to wear shorts. And I'll tell you what, and this will impress Joel, <laughs> that the most impressive part about Saturday, and there would have been 70-odd thousand there, and I reckon 60,000 were in black and white, maybe yeah. 65. 
So they understood the tradition. They understood mm. what Derby Day is about. Derby Day is turning up in black and white. And um, yeah, and there's a lot of, a lot of the, the younger generation there as well, um, which like racing's copped a little bit of criticism over the last three to four years. Um, but I think that it was a really good day for the sport on Saturday. Hey, G, often with the call of the card, and I, I love going to the call of the card. You, yeah. You, you hear a lot of people being interviewed. You see the betting. And sometimes you leave there with a, a slightly different view as to what you may have turned up with. Is there a horse that you've sort of turned up with and thought, yeah, I actually, I can see that. I like that now. Or, or conversely, now I'm off this horse. It was, it was interesting because a couple of the big punters, mate, wanted to back Val and Declare. Now, Val and Declare won the Cup four years ago. And since then, he hasn't really been able to win a race, mainly because he's been out handicapped out of out of races because he's not a weight for age horse, but he won the Melbourne Cup down at the bottom of the weights with Craig Williams riding. But um, lately his form's been really good. He was a massive run in a Mooney Valley Cup when he was off the track. Before that, he was pretty brave behind Alligator Blood and a Might and Power. So he had some really good support. Um, the other horse that took my notice a little bit, there was some money for right you are this horse was on pace there at Caulfield in the Caulfield Cup and he never really gave up that fight that day um so the money came for him a little bit and a few of the Richmond boys are in a horse by the name of Sulcum who keeps missing a kick would you believe he missed the kick six lengths um they wanted to back him at $11 but he's a horse that I think you just got to pray and cross your fingers that at least he doesn't he jumps with them or just jumps a length behind them if he does that he won't be far away with the magic man aboard but I think this year they think that, that there's six or seven horses that can win it and there's a long, long tail to this year's cup. We're taking a lot from you here, G, but here's, here's one that I'll give you here, Brian. The last yes. seven, seven years, every year the first four has included a 20-something, so something right down in the weights. Mm-hmm. And the last seven mm-hmm. years, three times the winner has been 20-something. Okay, so we've got more felons, okay. future history, interpretation and true marvel. Calafor of those ones, go. G. Which one would you like if you had to throw one of those or two of those into your first four? Just read those out again More for the felons, listener, Bronze. Future history, interpretation, Calafor, or true marvel. Tough one. If I probably had two, the two Mar and Eustace runners, future history, they pulled up the other, not pulled up, I shouldn't say that. They it went out, it went out the back at Mooney Valley in the mm. Mooney Valley Cup, um, and it ran home strongly. I think it's a horse that'll be on pace on um, tomorrow afternoon. Interpretation, high emotion came out of the Bendigo Cup last year around second or third. It was a big effort. Interpretation was strong there the other day. It was pulled out of the Cup last year, but he's not the worst. And even though I'm backing that true marvel now, he won a Hamilton hurdle, a maiden hurdle, which is in Western Victoria, only six or seven months ago. And it's really hard to believe a horse coming out of a race like that is in our great race, the Melbourne Cup. But when you think about it, he's a horse that dead set needs two mile and beyond. And there's not too many races in this country that allow you to compete over that trip. He was placed in the Sydney Cup last last time. He he, can, he competed over this this journey. So um, I don't know. Yeah, he could finish fourth, which is highly unlikely. But I I think future here future history could be the play there. Thanks for listening to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Don't forget you can get us in the afternoons Monday to Friday through the SEN network or belatedly through the podcast, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're now on video on Spotify. And speaking of video, YouTube, you can subscribe to The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram for social media at Joel Fletch SEN. We'll catch you next time.